when you're going to break out the Spanish. I know. You never know. I don't speak Spanish, but I first, speak enough. First Ola of season two. Yes. The one with the breast milk. The one with the breast milk. And I'm like a little scared because I'm like, how many breast milk questions is Tiana going to ask me? I hadn't prepped, prepped any breast milk questions, actually. Right. I guess first one, have you tasted breast milk? I have. Was it? Does it taste like cantaloupe juice? It's funny because I, that exact thought came into my mind because obviously I am a friend's fanatic. So I was like, I wonder if this does taste like cantaloupe juice. Honestly, it d- didn't. I don't. I Did don't you really, taste your own? I tasted my own. You tasted your own product. Yeah. So you're buying from the shop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it, it was fine. It, it wasn't, yeah, it was like, I guess melon juice. I, I would say it tastes like melon juice. So this is kind of sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely a little sweet. Okay. But I was like, oh boy. I'm wondering how many breast milk questions, but that's, it's just funny. Well, now I have a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Separate podcast. I also thought it was an interesting title considering the breast milk is such a small portion of this episode. I know. Right. That's, I thought the same thing, but you know, it is attention grabbing. Yeah. They love to put body parts in their titles, boobies, butts, breast milk. It's all there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So season two. Episode two, I, w- I wanted to ask you, what are you thinking? Because when you had to rank this, we won't go into our rankings, but do you feel like you liked your season two, episode one ranking of a four? I, it's funny you said that because when I thought about it, I was like, am I going to really regret that four as we go through season two? I don't think so, though. No. I think I'm solid on that four because it's the quotables. Okay. I was like, oh. You're so already the, running the I'm already. It. I'm already like... It's twisting on this. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that at the end of the season. Yeah. I have Stay. a lot of episodes to think about it. Stay more. tuned. Well, this episode, our writers are Adam Chase and Ira Ungerleider. They're back. They're back. And then our director is the same one, Michael Lembeck. He's our, back. He's back. They're all back. He's He did last episode, didn't he? Yeah. So Michael Lembeck. I don't, we've had a couple like back to backs with like, especially like Jimmy Burroughs and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. He must be a favorite, which I don't disagree. I like it. I like his stuff. And then our original air date, September 28th, 1995. In the fall, late fall. Here we go. New York City. Okay. Let's get into the episode recap. We've got a few main storylines. The Really the big one is the Monica Rachel storyline. Totally. We, we do open the episode with everybody at the apartment with Carol and Susan and ew, Moth. Ah! Moth, we're getting attacked. Oh no. Ah. Ew. If you guys are from Denver. What is wrong with Colorado and Moth season? You you guys Fucking know our pain right hell. now. Ah! Ah! <laughs> like there is nothing more disgusting oh than a fucking, ah! a fucking moth. Oh my God. Okay, my sister is Huge, hugely afraid of moths. Oh my god! Oh my god! We need to kill this thing ASAP. Oh my god! Let the door open. Oh. Open the door. I open the door. Open the door. <laughs> oh my god! Like, how come moths are so scary? Like, because my sister says, are they evil? Patterns are unpredictable. <gasps> that they, they are unpredictable, and I think there's something like sinister about a moth. You know? Fucking. <laughs> 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 Get out! 
you bitch. You psycho, you sadistic bitch. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. All right, well, we're back after the moth attack. Lord above. We have su- successfully extinguished the moth. Extinguished, got it into the hallway, potato, potato. It took a minute. We ended up turning off the lights. Anyways, thank you for sticking with us in our moment of pure, moth, I don't know. Moth terror. Mothageddon. Mothageddon. Fucking moth. It is like that right now. Okay. Oh my God. My heart. <laughs> my stomach's killing me. My my heart's racing. We're this messes. This is a mess. We're millennials, so Season we're naturally two. just messes just all the time. <laughs> I saw something the other day about how, is this true, about how like millennials, like- watch tv with the subtitles on are you pro or no subtitles depends on the show so i there's some shows like love island uk Mm -hmm. i love it but there's some times where i'm like i need the subtitles to be able to understand some stuff because when they talk fast and they have thick accents and then sometimes when i'm like laying down to bed I'll, I'll watch it with subtitles on Mm -hmm. but then sometimes i'm like i can't watch the subtitles i used to never be a subtitles person and then I got into Love Island and mm-hmm. I was like, I need subtitles. I don't know what the hell they're saying. And so ever since then, I watch everything with subtitles on it. Yeah. Everything. My sister's very pro subtitles. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm nothing against it. Sometimes I'll use it. Sometimes I won't. Cause sometimes they'll notice that I'm reading it and not actually paying attention to the show. And then I'm that's like, what oh. millennial though. You, 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 um, multitask. Yeah. But that's what this, this, article was saying it was like talking about how like all the hard work the cinematography the actors emotions the emoting the acting just goes away by like reading subtitles and but then they were like although it is very ableist to be against subtitles because people with that cannot hear needs so it's like it was an interesting it was an interesting article that went kind of back and forth and like it first kind of gave shit to millennials that like were this generation that like must have subtitles on for everything and we're missing the art. But then it got into this place of like, oh no, that it's not a bad thing. No, we're, we're trained. We're, we've been training for this our whole lives. Our whole lives. Okay. It's okay. We I, know what we're doing. I did do that with, I had them on and I was watching Selling Sunset <clears throat> and love that show. And Still? I- Oh yeah. Really? Okay. I'm not through the most recent season. It got so, so bad. Let me talk to you after this season. I stopped. It oh. got so after season two. I was like, this is bullshit. Oh, when no, they tried, better. when like Chriselle tried to pretend like she was innocent and they start, were painting Christine as like the villain. I'm like, no, no, no. Christine is the hero of this show. Whoa. Okay. Chriselle can go take a hike. Dude, we need you to watch the rest of Selling Sunset. No, and no, no, no. You cannot back. convince me. Chriselle is the devil. She is like the victimy, <laughs> victimess of ever. She is pathetic. She is like the worst of all time. Okay. So team Christine every day. I am not team Christine. I'm team not Christine, but I am also not team Chriselle. Christine can do no wrong in my eyes. What? Oh my God. She's crazy. No, she's the best. She is the best. No, you need to rewatch it because I think there's more you need to know. Oh no, I don't need to rewatch anything. Christine is the best. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's there for. She shows up in five inch heels every single time and a killer outfit and hair. And those girls are just idiots. Girl, she takes it too far. No. She takes it too far. No fucking way. She's not on the show this season because of it. No, if you, no, there, she did an interview on the skinny confidential where she breaks it all down. 
she really she she talks about some behind the scenes stuff and like no you she's know, she's the she's the best you know who i think is the real villain is mary oh she sucks yeah she sucks too i think she's the real villain she's she's also a victim her and Chriselle, like mayor's a victim town like no one feels bad for you go home <laughs> Wow. Sorry, guys. We got on a little bit of a tangent, but if you haven't watched Selling Sunset, you need to. Um, or not. <laughs> do it with subtitles. Don't do it with subtitles. No judgment. Oh, yeah. Subtitles. That's how we got. <laughs> okay. Back to what we were here for. Yes. Franz. Franz. Okay. Back to the episode recap before the moth attacked us. Yes. Okay. So the episode opens. They're at the apartment. Carol and Susan are there with Ben. Ben gets fussy and Carol has to breastfeed him and it makes Joey uncomfortable. Yes. Thoughts on women breastfeeding in public? Do it. Yeah. What else are they supposed to do? I appreciate that there's a lot of opportunities. They have more nursing rooms and stuff. Much more. I'm sorry. Other countries, America is one of the few countries that sexualizes breasts. I'm sorry. With my tit out and it made you uncomfortable? I'm feeding my kid. Deal with it. Nipples are not the enemy. Like... Come on mm-hmm. now. Like I, you want to breastfeed in public? Like l- let's let that be a good thing. Do what you need to do. Okay. Yeah. Why do I have to separate myself from other people to go and feed my kid? Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. So I'm down. Okay. So Monica and Rachel, that's our kind of like ever weaving story is the breast milk, right? Yes. The, the boob. Le so boob. at the coffee shop, Julie and we see Julie with her shorter hair. Yes. Okay. So we see both Julie and Monica with their shorter hair. Yeah. Monica's hair is fixed. Yes. Thank God. They both I actually nice. like Monica's haircut. I think it's cute. If it's fitting for her. I like this shorter haircut. Of Any hers. shorter and it would be in Pixie Town and Pixies are a no-no. She does go Pixie Town at one point and I don't like it. But she still has kind of the long little. In this one. Yes. Yeah. This one's cute. I'm down for it. When does she go Pixie Town? Uh, it's like season four. I think it's when they switch apartments. Oh, oh, I just watched that episode. I don't agree with the pixie comment. It's still not pixie town enough for me. When okay. we get into Kate Gosselin style, oh. then that's, we've gone, we've gone too far to the deep end. That is the deep end. So Julie invites them, mainly Monica and Phoebe to go shopping with her at Bloomingdale's to take advantage of her friend's discount. <clears throat> Um, I'm sorry. Would you not be all over that? I would be. My friend wants to abuse their discount because they're quitting. Hell yeah, I'm in. Not if it's Julie. Well, not if it's Julie, no. No, that's the whole problem. So Phoebe says no, because she knows. This is Julie asking. We don't go there. Monica says yes, like an idiot. Ooh, yeah. If it was a friend that I actually liked, yeah, we're going to do that. But if it's a Julie, no, we're not. (laughs) I was trying to think of like, how can we relate this? So I don't have a brother, but you do. Yeah. So this is as if, but my sister-in-law is also my best friend. So it's <laughs> okay. So we have to split Al into two people. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So your brother is dating someone who's nice. We like them. Okay. But then they're like vanilla ice cream. Sure. But then let's say that Al is Rachel and she's your best friend and she's pining after your brother. What do you do? You go with Al. Ah, the line has been drawn. Because you can't go with vanilla ice cream. No, but your brother really likes vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream can go fuck themselves. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I really love this. The line has been drawn. It's fun. Love you, Al. 
Um, so the guys, the guys tell Monica like, um, hello, like it's like cheating on Rachel in her house of worship. That was a really funny line because it's so true. And I love that the guys even realized it too. Thank you. I was like, good on the guys for being so emotionally intelligent on this one. Like who saw that coming? No one, no one. And then that's when Monica's like, oh, Joey and Chandler are telling me I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. That's bad. Like that's bad. Like she's sleeping with the enemy. Yep. So the next day, Monica comes back from shopping with Julie to the coffee shop. Phoebe's there. Phoebe, she tells Phoebe to cover her since she brought back a bunch of Bloomingdale's bags, which like we'll address in the moot points. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Phoebe is like not very good at covering up. Like if I was Rachel, I'd be like, what? What? She's like, we bought boobs. I mean, bras. bras. We bought bras. <laughs> what? Yeah. But Monica gets away with it. Yep. Next day, Julie calls Monica and Rachel's sitting right there. Hi, Ju. Oh my God. I hate this part. I'm just like, oh, uh, is it? So is that like a bad joke? Hi, Ju. Like that was my friend, Eddie Moskowitz. So do you know that reference? No. So Eddie Moskowitz is the annoying kid in Leave it to Beaver from down the street. He's like the one that's like, oh, oh, hi, Mrs. Cleaver. Like, you look so nice today. Like, he's the little suck up with like the little brown nose kid. Pretty sure that's Eddie Moskowitz. Yeah. But. Oh, and so Monica's like, I've got this friend that's going through this whole Jewish thing. They, it just really <laughs> helps them connect to their heritage or something. Right. <laughs> she says that. Weird. So I don't know. I, I feel like that one did not age well, in my opinion. This but is bizarre. It's a bizarre joke. And also, seriously, Rachel, you really think that that's what she's saying? Come on. Well, I think Rachel's probably like suspicious at this point because like, did you just say hi, Jew? Right. True. <laughs> so later that day, Monica comes back from lunch. She gives Rachel's jacket back to her because she borrowed it. But Rachel finds a receipt for lunch that is $53. Obviously not something someone could do in 1995. Nope. Now I could easily blow $53 at a restaurant by myself. Oh, totally. Which but is so sad. Monica comes clean that she was with Julie and tries to explain that she was just trying to be nice. But before they knew it, they were shopping. <gasps> which is like... It's funny because it's like this kicks off like the cheating's tropes course. Oh <laughs> like, my God. We only did it once. Like <laughs> it meant nothing to me. Maybe I'm still in like PTSD shock from the scandal, but like all I kept thinking was like, oh yeah, these are excuses that <laughs> I've heard. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? It's kind of crazy. The parallels. It's funny. And then Rachel asked the big question of like, did you go with her to Bloomingdale's? She's like, like, yeah. And then, and then that's also the second part where Monica's like, oh, I messed up. I'm so sorry. She's like, oh. So, so funny. Later on at the coffee shop, Monica tries to talk to Rachel. Rachel's pissed. Rachel breaks down and is like, it's bad enough. She stole the guy who I'm possibly supposed to end up with, but now she's stealing you too. And it's like, oh, (laughs) you're just like, you're like, Monica, what is wrong with you? I know. Have some, have some emotional intelligence, lady. She should have seen this coming. Uh, yeah. That sparks a hugging best friend crying moment. Monica's like, you should really try to give Julie a chance because she didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, that right there, Monica Geller, no. 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 Stop it. Stop trying to be a better person. Support it, your friend. It just puts Rachel into such a weird predicament because you know Rachel's feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's just so awkward. It's like, you should give her a chance while she, you know, fucks the guy that you really love. What? No, absolutely not. Like you, 
if that were me, I would have been like, you should just like be civil, keep her at an arm's length, be kind or whatever. Like you don't have to be her best friend, but no, Monica. I know. I don't, don't give her a chance me. (laughs) Annoying. So the next day, Rachel and Julie are at the coffee shop. Julie's like, I've been intimidated by you because Ross is crazy about you. And like, but I always got a funny feeling like that maybe you didn't like me. Well, I also find it weird that she's like, he's crazy about you. I'm like, crazy in what way? Like, why would you say that about your boyfriend's friend? If that was, yeah, it is an odd relationship. I mean, granted, I don't have any guy friends that are like that close. So it's like true, but it seems odd, right? To say like, Oh, he's crazy about you. Like, um, what? what? what do you, huh? Anyways, <laughs> Rachel's like, she comes clean. She's like, yeah, I, I didn't really like you at first, but then she gives Julie the impression that she's open to forming a friendship. Yes. And Julie leaves the coffee shop and Rachel's not impressed. <laughs> what a manipulative bitch. <laughs> That is great comedic timing. I love that one. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, wow, Rachel's going to be the bigger person. And then you're like, no, she's just like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. She gets it. Fuck Julie. Fuck you, Julie. You took my man. Joey. (laughs) I'm so excited. I forgot about this. (laughs) I love Bichon for men. I do too. Okay. Joey's got a new job selling at the department store. He's selling cologne called Bichon for men. Bichon for men. He's so cute. He's... I forget that they had like those people at the department stores like Bijan for men. I know that was a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't walk through a mall with the kiosk people and you're just like, don't make eye contact. Don't look at, don't acknowledge. No, I do not no. want a full makeover. Don't, don't straighten my hair, please. Oh my God. <laughs> Always with the hair straighteners. Oh, I forgot about that. Or like the skin ones. Yeah, it's too much. They would always come at me with the hair straighteners. I'm like, no, They're like early hair. <laughs> do not come at me. <laughs> So Joey has some new competition in town. And I just thought this was so cute. Joey's storyline is really like the wild, wild west. Yes. It's just like such a funny, funny theme that they brought in. Mm -hmm. So the ombre man, a sexy cowboy dressed in a black silk Western like shirt, black pants. It's funny. You know. So Joey's like, hey, man, this is my territory. But Ombre Man has staked a claim on his side of the store. And then he starts out spritzing Joey. Uh Oh, he goes through what? Like. Two bottles, Two a, bottles day. a day. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of spritzing. That, that would give me a headache. Yeah, all of the fumes. Mm-hmm. Same. So Joey, also, there's a cute girl at the store, Annabelle. He tries to ask her out, but she's already going out with the ombre man that night. Oops. The ombre man, I mean, he's before cute. he opens his mouth, he's cute. He's really cute. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd pick him over Joey. I, I'd be, I'd, oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So the next night, Joey comes in. He comes home back to their apartment. He's got the white silk Western shirt with the white pants. The store has changed him over. He is now ombre man number two. So funny. He confines in Chandler and they've got this like, um, what, like Western bar. Like saloon. Like saloon kind yeah, of thing going, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get out of the game. But Chandler tells him he needs to stand his ground. Yeah. While all the while he's like pouring him some juice and he slides juice. it across the countertop. Oh my God. Now go see Miss Kitty and she'll get you a nice hooker. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, Joey and the ombre man have a standoff to see who can spritz the first customer. As a guy is walking in, Joey gets his bottle caught. Like they're going to spritz him. And then the ombre man spritzes the guy first, but he spritzes him in the eye. Whoops. And then we see that like it unfolds. The ombre man is just a goofy man with maybe from Australia. His name is Todd. Did you catch the accent? I didn't. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a doofus. Uh. (laughs) 
And Joey walks off into the sunset with Annabelle. Oh, good job, Joey. As is meant to be. As is meant to be. The best man won. Yes. Okay. Ross. We're back to the breast milk. Yes. So Carol and Susan are dropping Ben off uh, with Ross for the day. Later, Phoebe's getting the bottle ready for Ben, and she takes a, she takes a little test lick on her arm to make sure it's not too hot. Is that the mm-hmm. proper protocol? Yeah, you can do that. I've done that just yeah. to make sure it doesn't like it's not burning, not or scalding. Anything. Yeah, and you what heat it in like a pot? You can heat it in a pot, or you know, there's bottle warmers out there. Oh, okay. So okay, this grosses everyone out. They're like disgusting. What did you just do? <laughs> That's a good cadence. There's our Chandler cadence. I know. Joey's like, I don't see the big deal and takes a test, a test like for himself. And then everyone has, again, completely grossed out. What did you just, just do? Ross is like, no, I'm grossed out. I refuse to try it. He's like, it's breast milk. But yeah, in the very opening scenes, he's like, this is the most natural, beautiful thing. And my son is just having lunch. I know. Just like, okay, dude, you went from one end of the spectrum to the other very quickly. I mean, there's still a bit of Ross. Has Paul tried your breast milk? Ooh, good question. Or any know. member of your family? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. I should ask. Maybe without you knowing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I should ask him. I, I'll find out. You should find out. Report back. So later that day, Carol and Susan come back to pick up Ben. Susan reveals that she's even tasted it, which now Ross is like, oh, you've, you've tasted, tasted it. it. <laughs> like, this is his competitive streak to come back. He decides, okay, fuck it. I'm going to give it a try. He Did d- you take that as a sexual innuendo? Because I took that as a sexual innuendo. Oh, you've tried it. No. Oh, you've tried it. No. I just thought of it as like, oh, Susan has tried the breast milk and now Ross is like going to be competitive with her. Interesting. Because I always took that as a sexual innuendo. Like that Susan's like sucking the teat? Yep. Oh. I never thought about that. Oh. Could be. Scandalous. So Ross tries it. He dabs it on and then gets a towel and wipes it right back off. He can't do it. (laughs) But we see at the end, Ross chugs a bottle of breast milk and slams Oreo cookies. He does it. It's not bad. Six is not bad. Oh my God, Ross. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into our background and research. Alrighty then. Faha. Faha. Okay. (laughs) We're back. We don't have too much to cover with background and research. Just some interesting tidbits. They're kind of fun though. Yeah. So I'm excited. This first one. Ombre. Yeah. Spanish for man. So Joey is technically the man, man, the hombre, man, hombre, man, man, man. 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 <laughs> That's a funny one. Oh, I was so excited about this one. Okay. So I knew I recognized her from somewhere. Oh yeah. I, I'm a diehard CSI Miami yeah. fan. Yeah. So I knew that she was in friends even beforehand. Oh, so Emily Proctor plays Annabelle okay. and she stars as, is it, I can't remember. Is it Callie? Callie Duquesne? Duquesne? Yeah, Duquesne. Duquesne. Um, and she actually stars alongside Sophia, Sophia Milos, mm-hmm. who was our Aurora. Yeah. So. Even though Aurora was annoying, she's like, she's a beautiful lady. So like, oh, oh yeah. Aurora. So CSI Miami did some good casting. I'll just say that. Well, it's funny because they she was walking out of the store with Joey and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder 
if this girl has had any other parts. Cause I was thinking about like, has she done anything else? And then I was like, Oh, she's from CSI Miami. Oh yeah. No duh. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Can I, can I, yeah, you have the biggest issue with this one. The, so this is such, this is so annoying. Um, oh wait, no, you go with this. I, this is my, I have a blueprint blunder. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> You're very animated about it though. So I know you feel that one really deep. Yeah. So we'll get there. But, um, so Monica tells Phoebe to say that they went shopping. She had a salad for lunch and in an interview on Oprah prior to the last one, so Jennifer, Lisa, and Courtney all disclosed that they had a Cobb salad for lunch every day during the 10-year season run. And we've talked about this a little bit because I know we've talked about Cobb salads. Yes. But I just love it. I just love that they all had the same thing for lunch every day. I think that's funny. I don't know that I could do that. I love a good Cobb salad, though. Me too. But I don't think I could do that every single day for 10 years. I wonder if they modified it at anything. You they know, might have. To make it interesting. Yeah, I like it. Um, so the store where Joey works is Saks Fifth Avenue. And so that's, I didn't pick that up. I, I did on the rewatch, but I didn't put it together that that's where Rachel had her unsuccessful interview Mm -hmm. from the one with all the poker. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Rachel, you're meant for better, greener pastures. Just wait. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. And then finally the music during the showdown scene, that very like the Western scene. So I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. Do it. Do it. So in, in Mexico, it's known as la musica durante la Escena del enfrentamiento. That was really Ooh, good. I was that was first not try. Bad. Oh, okay, I'll take I like it. it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I have no idea what that translates to, but that's the song, everyone. The music during a confrontational scene is what I'm getting. That's the translation. That's what I think it sounds. I think I think that's the translation because like la musica during the music during the escena. I'm assuming scene and then of enfre enfrentamiento i'm assuming that's like a conflict you know like a time of a time of conflict yeah, uh, okay I, I gotta we gotta google translate this yeah so while you're google translating that let's get into the bloopers and blunders because oh, i have a major problem you do and i i need to get this it. off my chest first of all did monica really need to go back to the coffee shop with all of her fucking bloomingdale's bags oh my god no I totally am on your side on this one. Go home, get rid of like the bags, hide the contraband, like get rid of all the evidence. You're going to go really in in front of Rachel's face. Like I know this is like for a convenient writing line, but like that is stupid. Oh, totally. That is just, I just couldn't. You literally are right downstairs, dude. Go upstairs and hide your bags. Yeah. (gasps) Okay. The music during the confrontation scene. (laughs) Oh my God. Am I a Spanish genius or what? I think you might be a linguistist. Ugh. Linguist? Linguist. I've missed my calling in life. <laughs> this, the, the music during the confrontation. That's literally what it says. That's perfect. Oh. Anyways, okay. Speaking of confrontation. <laughs> the ombre man. Yes. He sprays cologne on a customer when walking in with this confrontation. La musica during the confrontation scene. Yes. But the guy closes his eyes before he even gets sprayed. Yes. It's because it's in bad slow. timing. It's total terrible timing because it's slow motion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that they probably thought it looked good, but it did mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So not great. But um, I didn't notice this, but maybe this is on the tapes or the DVDs. Um, so after the opening credit sequence, there's a four second night view of the city and all the cars and trucks on the street are going backwards. Someone just didn't roll the tape the right way. <laughs> whoops oopsie 
Um, okay, this is my big issue. So when Rachel takes on or puts on the jacket that Monica borrowed and she finds the receipt and she's like, hey, Mon, uh, why did it cost you $53 if you're by yourself? Monica first goes to, well, maybe my credit card was stolen. Why doesn't she say stolen again? Also, though, like if your credit card is stolen, who would put the receipt in your pocket? Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what Rachel says is like, and then they put the receipt back in your pocket. Yeah. So. But yeah, it just forgets that, that the whole fact that Monica's identity was stolen like last season. The one with the fake Monica. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So that was the big issue I had. But yeah. Yeah. But overall, we're still waiting on some of those bloopers. I did watch the season two blooper reel and it's fucking funny. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. It's good. So funny. Yeah. None on this specific episode, but I think no. once they kind of get their feet wet into the season, oh my God, it's, it's so just good. like they fucking unleash. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You can tell they have some leeway and they're starting to kind of like just joke around a little bit more. Oh yeah. At oh, the appropriate yeah. times. It's, it's great. And like I said, one of my favorite bloopers of all time is on this one and I can't wait for it to happen. It's we'll going to be good. To okay. Fashion watch. There's actually some good stuff here. Yes. Not actually. I didn't have anything bad to be honest um so monica's got this like little black and white fitness top um and shorts and it's just so cute with that sweater like the big oversized sweater i saw that and i was like is this the first like fitness is fashion like is this when it kind of started i mean i feel like with the 90s athleisure like it's not like it is today no but like you had cute stuff like Princess Diana showing, you know, like her sweatshirts and like the cute um, bike shorts. Like there was an element of just like, this is a fashionable piece. I'm going to be sporty and fashionable. Yes. And then it kind of died down. And then it came back with, I don't know. And what. now it's back and just all over the place. It's back. She's back. Yes. Um, Phoebe's cream dress silk dress with the flowers it is cute it is really cute finally something that's not like drapes yeah thank god yeah uh rachel has another mechanic blouse with the little t's name tag on it so cute adorable keep keep putting her in those she just looks so good like all of Mm -hmm. her apron outfits there's a couple different aprons this episode Mm -hmm. i'm just like oh she's so cute this next one's actually graham's nomination Or, I was uh, shout out to Graham. Yeah, I was watching it and he goes, oh, Rachel's Rachel's outfit's cute. And it's like the overall shorts with the black blazer. He goes, hey, I like her outfit. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's going in the show. Yes. And then lastly, Joey's white silk Western ombre. Like it's just so iconic. Like, you know, he's being the ombre man. It's iconic, ironic. I, it's so it's many all, things. It's all kind of things. Oh, I love it. Good times. All right. Best friend in front of me. How'd you do assigning this week? Friend of me was super easy. Yeah. My best friend. Okay. Who's your friend of me? Monica. Yeah. Duh. Like Monica, you're being stupid. Yeah. Like, and to not, for me, it was the beginning of just not realizing that like, no, you don't go have lunch with Julie. No, you don't go shopping with Julie. Like fuck off. Right. Well, especially when you have the boys telling you like, that's Rachel's house of worship. Like that's mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. So it, if it was like, it's, it, this is such a new relationship too. Like if this is somebody that maybe he'd been dating for like a year, good point. then it's like, okay, you've given her the cold shoulder long enough. Mm-hmm. You need to get to know her. Okay, fine. But she's brand new and Rachel is your long, lo- not long lost, your lifetime best friend. No. So 
And back to the like Ross is like, oh, well, thank you for having lunch with her or going shopping. It means a lot to me. Like he's being like the big, like, thank you, Monica, for being such a good sister. Like if my brother tried to pull that on me, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, you're dating a wet blanket. No. <laughs> so lesson. Don't come over this. here with your sympathy bullshit. <laughs> thank you, Robert, for. <laughs> Marrying an awesome lady. Luckily, I've never had to deal with that. Not a wet blanket. We appreciate it. But yeah. So. <laughs> um, so best friend. How'd you do with best friend? Um, I struggled for a little bit and then I was like, oh, it just popped into my head and I was like X, Y, and Z. Yes. Okay. Obvious choice for me. What you got? Joey. Oh, interesting. And I don't really pick Joey a lot, but he won his Western showdown battle. He was willing to taste the breast milk and not like repulsed by it, which I was like, thank you. He's being like mature. And then he was telling Monica that she was wrong. So he's emotionally intelligent. Oh, so that's so funny because I kind of had those same thoughts about Chandler. Oh, so Chandler eventually comes around to the breast milk. Chandler's your best best friend. friend. Because by the end, he's the one trying to tell Ross like, okay, you got to just try it, man. Mm -hmm. It's all fine. He helps coach Joey through it and is like his little saloon guy. Yeah, that's cute. That's so, true. Yeah. And then he also, same thing with Monica. Like, what are you doing? That is her house of worship. Yeah. So same reasons, different guy. I like it. So I like it. Yeah. Sandwich rating. This is a three. Same. It's solid. It doesn't same. stand out. It's not a bad episode in my mind. It doesn't make me have any sort of ick factor. There's not a bunch of amazing quotes. Uh, not really. Good fashions. Yes. Um, good, good fashions. But yeah, when it was like the one with the breast milk, I was like, what was that episode again? It, I mean, it's a good episode. Yeah. It's it's a good episode. But, you know, not a standalone. Strong. So, yeah. That's it. That's it for me. Okay. Season two, episode two, the one with the breast milk. I'm kind of having fun because like, I've, I've restarted the series so much and fallen off, you know, just being lazy and now getting to season two, I forgot how much I love it. And so I'm excited to like, look and see what the next episode is when just by the title. Yeah. There's watching the blooper reel. Yes. You realize how much is going to happen this season. I know. I was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited for it. This We've is got a roller coaster. So much more than season one. So much more. I can't wait. There's so many more plot twists. It's, it's going to be such a wild ride. You guys, yeah, they, they really like get the storyline moving. Yep. This one. And we don't waste any time with monkeys. Oh my God. Thank you. So bad. I was watching, um, a later episode. I think it was like season eight and Ross was like talking to the friends and he goes, Hey, remember when I had a monkey? Yes. And he's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging it. Yes, you were crazy. <clears throat> Acknowledge the space you're in, Ross. <laughs> All right. That was the one with the breast milk. Season two, episode two. Also, Mothageddon. Mothageddon. We will be prepared next time. Yes. I don't know what that means and how we will be prepared, but we, we will. will. Be, we will be prepared. ABP. So thank you for listening, you guys. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, check out our new artwork. Yay! <laughs> Follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. We've got lots of posts, lots of polls, lots of quotes coming at you. And then always email us, don't take my wind at gmail.com. Do you have comments or thoughts on breastfeeding in public? Do you have thoughts on the statistic nature of moths? Please let us know. Sounds good to me. All right. Bye. Bye.